Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, that only you can steal. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for this grace to come into your presence, to come into the presence of the King of Kings, of the Lord of Lords, to come into the presence of Jehovah, to come into the presence of Yahweh. Lord, I magnify you this morning. I glorify your name. I exalt your name. Be exalted forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you because you are the one who is faithful. You are holy and there is none like you. Lord, you will reign forever, from everlasting to everlasting. You will remain God. And so we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you adoration. Be glorified this morning. Just for who you are, we give you praise. Just for who you are, Yahweh, we give you praise. Yahweh, we give you praise. Be glorified this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we have come to bless you. We have come, Lord, to stay in your presence, to tarry at your feet, to hear you speak to us this morning. Lord, as we read the pages of scriptures, we ask once again, Lord, speak to us. Help us to hear you beyond the letters. Lord, help us to hear you. We let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue our reading of the book of the Bible. Yes, currently we are on the book of Lamentation. The Bible is divided into several books. Okay, so we read each of the book, complete it, and then we move on to the next book. So today, okay, we will be taking two chapters. We will conclude the book of Lamentations. Lamentation has just five chapters. We stopped on chapters three yesterday. So um, chapters four and five today. And then I will take an introduction to the book of Ezekiel so that we can just start reading, just start reading um, Ezekiel from tomorrow. Very importantly, I ought to say, when we read each book of the Bible, if you want to understand how to interpret your Bible, okay? So a lot of people read the Bible and they say they don't understand it or it does not make any sense or they need someone to please interpret it for them. I'll tell you simple, one simple secret this morning. You don't need anyone to understand the Bible, okay? The Bible is very simple. If you would just read it uh, with the intention as if someone sent a letter to you okay so when God gave us the Bible he intended that it was not going to be complex he intended that it would be understood okay so you have to always read the Bible with the context that it was sent to the people at that time and they could understand it okay so if there's anything obscuring our vision our understanding at this present time that is what we clarify okay so the book of lamentation that we just read we understand that it was given or this vision was given to jeremiah 
after the fall after the fall of of jerusalem so we can understand the context with which he is lamenting and it seems literally he is mourning okay so when you read it from that uh perspective you understand it fully now when we come to the book of ezekiel ezekiel is one of the most difficult books to to understand in the bible for a lot of people ezekiel daniel the book of revelation in that okay you have a lot of you know cherubims and wheels running you know running in one direction and moving in the other direction what do these things mean you know uh, what relevance do they have in the context of the time of Ezekiel? Ezekiel was a priest. Ezekiel was carried off into exile. And so God used him to speak. Remember, Jeremiah did not follow them into exile. Remember? Yes. Yes. So it was Ezekiel was the prophet that was speaking to the people during the exile. So when you read the book of Ezekiel, you must read it with that context in mind. God is sending a message to his people while they were in exile, giving them a hope of the future, okay, of what was coming. So that is the context with which you must read the book of Ezekiel. That's one. Number two, take the word of God literally, okay? When the word can be understood literally, then take it literally if it does not make sense literally then there is a figurative explanation to what you are reading for example i see a man coming who has four faces aha okay so i can take it literally that it's a man right but i know men don't people people don't have four faces so it means that while it is a man the fourth faces that i that you have spoken about here is a figurative language okay so i just need to understand the figurative sense in which it's speaking and i'm telling you you realize that it's so simple okay so we take a little bit of that to tomorrow um in explaining so that you when we read the book of ezekiel you are not confused about anything you see how simple it is Right, let's read the book of Lamentation. Let's complete the book of Lamentations today. Lamentations chapter 4. Lamentations chapter 4, God's anger is satisfied eventually in chapter 4. And in chapter 5, it's a prayer for the restoration of Israel. Restoration of Israel, not the body of Christ. Restoration of Israel. Again, each of this chapter is 22 verses, okay? very very structured structured book acrostic book let's go it says that how the gold has lost its luster even the finest gold has become dull the sacred gemstone lies scattered in the streets see how the precious children of jerusalem what their weight in fine gold are now treated like pots of clay made by common potter even the jackals filled their young, but not my people Israel. They ignored their children, their children's cry like ostriches in the desert. Okay? Since the parched tongues of, of their little ones stick to the roof of their mouths in thirst, the children cry for bread, but no one has any to give them. The people who once ate the richest food now beg in the streets for anything they can get 
those who once wore the finest clothes now search the garbage dump for food. So it's simple. Jeremiah is simply describing you know the scene of what he is looking at, looking at and the fall literally the fall from glory of of the people of judah of jerusalem this jerusalem that was once a great city you know the same king that and people were, were enjoying themselves you know told him nothing were bad was going to happen to them they had they were now the, the same people in squalor you know in in ruins okay so we understand that verse 6 sage that the guilt of my people is greater than that of sodom where utter disaster struck in a moment and no no hand offered help one our princes once glowed with health brighter than snow whiter than milk their faces were as ruddy as rubies their appearances like fine jewels but now their faces are blacker than soot no one recognizes them in the streets their skins stick to their bones it is as dry and hard as wood since those killed by the sword are better off than those who would die of hunger starving they waste away for lack of food from the fields since tender-hearted women have have cooked their own children they have eaten them to survive the siege but now the anger of the Lord is satisfied. His fierce anger has been poured out. He started a fire in Jerusalem that burnt the city to its foundation. Since not a king in all the earth, no one in all the world would have believed that an enemy could march through the gates of Jerusalem. I'm telling you, literally. Okay? <laughs> yes, this is prophetic inspiration, but literally, no one would have believed that an army could walk into Jerusalem as mighty and as powerful as that nation was. But that is what sin does to us. It doesn't matter how mighty and how powerful you are. I don't care how, how spirit, spiritual you are. Okay? Um, you toil with sin, it will bring you down. Yes, it will bring you down. So, big lessons for us. Israel failed to listen to God failed to listen to the prophecies sent to them and the greatness of the nation was brought down to nothing. 13 says that yet it happened because of the sins of our prophets and the sins of our priests who defiled the city by shedding innocent blood. Okay, so as they shed innocent blood, offered their children as sacrifices to Baal, to Molech, you know, committed all manner of atrocities in the street. It was because of this that this destruction came. Verse 14 says that they wandered blindly through the streets, so defied by blood that no one dared touch them. Get away, the people shouted at them, you are defiled, don't touch us. So they fled to distant land, talking about Israel, and wandered among foreign nations, but none would let them stay. The Lord himself has scattered them and he no longer helps them. People show no respect for the priest and no longer honor the leaders. We looked in vain for our allies to come and save us, but we were looking to nations that could not help us. We couldn't go into the street without danger to our lives. Our end was near. Our days were numbered. We were doomed. 
Our enemies were swifter than eagles in flight. If we fled to the mountains, they found us. If we yield in the wilderness, they were waiting for us there. Our king, the Lord's anointed, the very life of our nation was caught in, in their snares. We had thought that his shadow would protect us against any nation on earth. Are you rejoicing in the land of Oz, O people of Edom? Uh, but you too must drink from the cup of the Lord's anger. You too uh, will be stripped naked in your drunkenness. O beautiful Jerusalem, your punishment will end. You will soon return from exile. But Edom, your punishment is just beginning. Soon your many sins will be, ex- will be exposed. Okay, so Jeremiah says here, that soon they will soon return from exile like i say okay when god uses a prophet god does not discountenance you know his feelings his emotion you will see all that come through you know in the in the prophecy in the prophecy of jeremiah here you can literally see him mourning you can literally see him in pain as he speaks for the people but he's trying to console them is trying to tell them look you will you will still return and i'm telling you ezekiel will have taken this prophecy with him so this was the guiding prophecy for ezekiel as he is speaking and leading and guiding the people in exile and these prophecies would also come to daniel himself okay as daniel leads in 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 babylon all right let's continue our final chapter chapter five says that our prayer for restoration says lord remember what has happened to us see how we have been disgraced our inheritance has been turned over to strangers our homes to foreigners that is what sin will do to you it will turn over your inheritance to strangers okay it will give your homes to foreigners it will disgrace you i'm telling you it will disgrace you give it up give it up okay sin the bible says that sin will should not have dominion over us okay sin should literally not rule over us that is what the bible is saying uh, yes there are no human efforts that have been found that can deal with sin but you can i'm telling you this morning by the help of the holy spirit you can say this morning lord i make up my mind that my life will belong to you not to sin and when you say that prayer god will help you three says that we are orphans and fatherless our mothers are widowed we have to pay for water to drink and even firewood is expensive since those who pursue us are, are, are at our heels we are exhausted but are given no rest we submitted to egypt and assyria to get enough enough food to survive since our ancestors sinned but they have died and we are suffering the punishment they deserve since slaves have now become our masters there is no one left to rescue us we hunt for food at the risk of our lives for violence rules the countryside since the famine has blackened our skin as those as though baked in an oven our enemies rape the women in Jerusalem and the young girls in all the towns of Judah. Since our princes are being hanged by their thumbs and our elders are treated with contempt, young men are led away to walk at milestones 
and boys stagger under heavy load of wood. Since the elders no longer sit in the city gates, the young men no longer dance and sing. Joy has left our hearts. Our dancing has turned to mourning. Hmm. How did your dancing turn to mourning? Yes, because Israel chose to hold on tight to our idols and forsake the covenant-keeping God. So when calamity came, God stepped out of the way. Yes, God literally stepped out of the way and allowed them, okay, allow your gods deal with the calamity. And this is the outcome. He says, literally, joy has left our hearts. Our dancing has turned to mourning. He says, the gallants have fallen from our heads. Weep for us because uh, we have sinned. Our hearts are sick and weary and our eyes grow dim with tears. Since for Jerusalem is empty and desolate a place haunted by jackals. I'm praying for you. I know that, like I said, this is quite sorrowful, but you will not experience the same sorrow in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, sin will not be able to destroy you, will not be able to destroy your family. In the name of Jesus. Yes, I have witnessed the destruction of families. I have witnessed the destruction of homes, of careers. For what? All because of sin. Yes, all because of sin. This morning, God will help us. God will help you in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, Jerusalem is empty and desolate, a place haunted by jackals. 19 says, But Lord, you remain the same forever. Your throne continues from generation to generation. Since why do you continue to forget us? Why have you abandoned us for so long? Restore us, O Lord, and bring us back to you again. I don't know. Maybe this will be a nice prayer to pray this morning. Restore us, O Lord, and bring us back to you again. Maybe someone is saying this morning, Lord, I know that I have wandered away from your presence. Lord, I know that I've allowed sin to literally have dominion over me. Sin is no longer an event for me. It is literally habitual. Okay, I practically live in this thing and I need your help this morning. It will be a good place to pray. But it says, restore us, O Lord, and bring us back to you again. Give us back the joys we once had. Yes, give us back the joys we once had. Or have you utterly rejected us? Are you angry with us still? Hallelujah. All right, so that concludes the book of of lamentation. Before we pray this morning, okay, so remember I said we will say this prayer for ourselves. Lord, restore us back to yourself. So some of us, this prayer simply just means, Lord, help my heart to stay close to you, firmly family close to you not to be distracted to continue to love you okay so that's just your prayer this morning but for some of us listening this morning you literally you literally know that you have allowed sin to have dominion over you and so you need the lord's help this morning you need the lord to come true for you and the lord will help you this morning in the mighty name of jesus but before we pray like i said i would like to introduce the book of ezekiel the book of Ezekiel um, is in the context of the children. So you can see all of this sorrow and pain. 
So these same people are carried off into exile. Yes, Ezekiel was the one that wrote that wonderful statement by the rivers of Babylon where we, we sat down and we wept when we remembered Jerusalem, when we remembered Zion. Okay, so yes, Ezekiel is in, in that context as he's being carried off into exile. Remember that we noted that Nebuchadnezzar carried the people into exile in different batches. Actually, there were three batches of people carried off into exile. Yes, Nebuchadnezzar carried them into into exile in different batches. I am almost certain that Ezekiel was one of the first batch that were carried off into exile. Okay, so God uses him to speak to the people, to encourage the people, you know, um, not to give up in, in, in exile. Remember, Jeremiah told them, that look, if you stay back in Jerusalem, you will not survive. You will suffer. You would you will you will be in pain. But if you go on, the people that will survive, that will thrive, will be those who will go, you know, go who will choose to go into exile. And there were some people that surrendered to the Babylonians when they came. Okay? So Ezekiel would have been one of the first group of people who were carried off into exile and God used him to continue to continue to speak to the people. Now, Ezekiel's messages can be a bit um is quite different from from Isaiah's, from Jeremiah's, you know, from almost all the prophets who we have seen until now. The only person close to that in the you know in the in the old testament is maybe daniel and then we come to the new testament where we have the we have the book of of revelation so in ezekiel's vision you are going to see a lot of figurative a lot of figurative statements you will see a lot of figurative description but whatever it is we read from tomorrow understand that it is in the context to give encouragement to the people that were being carried off into exile and to give them a direction on how to live, okay? And live, of course, if you are going to say 70 years in a place, like I said yesterday, there were some people who were carried off into exile and returned. Yes, yes, they were carried off into exile as young men, as little children, okay? But they came back. They came back as old old people they came back from the from the exile so which would have been wonderful and one of the uh, uh, things that helped them to survive that was ezekiel so ezekiel would have been speaking to daniel you understand that now ezekiel would have been part of those the prophets speaking during the time of daniel daniel too would have had the words of jeremiah with him very very important so for example in ezekiel chapter chapter 1 in verse 3 it tells us that the lord gave this message to ezekiel son of buzai a priest so ezekiel was a priest okay it says beside the keba river in the land of the babylonians so he was already in exile when his prophecies starts coming so remember i said figurative statements uh, literally when you read a statement try and understand it literally if it does not make sense literally then understand the figurative context in which it is speaking a good example is in verse 4 it says that as i looked i saw a great storm coming from the north so just put yourself in the boots of ezekiel 
I see a storm coming from the north. Driving before it is a huge cloud. A storm is coming, but driving before it, ahead of it, is a huge cloud that flashed with lightning and shone with with brilliant light. I say, take it literally. Okay, so it can have a figurative statement to it in that, okay, uh, that could be the presence of God coming. That cloud, okay, and the storm that is coming could be describing the the scene that is now happening in Jerusalem. Okay, so, but my advice always is first try and take it literally. When it does not make any sense literally, then there is a figurative attachment to it. It says there, there was fire inside the cloud. Okay, so it tells you that ah, this is becoming uh, going a, a little bit beyond for me to just take this thing literally. Uh, Ezekiel is saying something that needs a figurative interpretation. Okay, so this is how we would, we would be interpreting the word, the book of Ezekiel, and I'm telling you, you will be blessed. Amen. All right, let's pray this morning. Um, so let's pray. Let's ask God. Let's ask God this morning. Sin will not have dominion over me. Yes, sin will literally not have dominion over me. I'm telling you, as long as the Lord is God in your life, sin will not have dominion over you. Sin will not be able to reign in your life. And that is what God does not want. God will not have sin reign over us. So maybe somebody wants to pray this morning, Lord, restore me back to you again. Restore me back to you again. Help me to live for you. Help me to live for you. Uh, restore me back from, from the place that I have fallen. Lord, maybe somebody is saying, Lord, I need to repent. I need to literally repent. So talk to the Lord this morning. Lord, I am sorry. I am sorry that I, I went away from your presence. I am sorry, Lord, that I have lived my life just the way I want, I want to. I thank you because you gave me Jesus. And that is why, Lord, I want to come back this morning. I am returning to you. Will someone say that prayer? Father, we say thank you this morning. Thank you for restoration. Thank you for making a provision, Lord, a provision for our sins. Thank you for the blood of Jesus shed upon the cross of Calvary. Thank you, Lord, because we are restored to you this morning. Father, we pray, give us back the joys we once had. Someone is saying that prayer, that the joy that has left their hearts, this pain that they are feeling, this fear that they are feeling, this uncertainty that they are feeling. Father, we are praying this morning that you will replace it with joy. Give them back the joy of salvation in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we say thank you and we give you all the glory. Will you just go ahead and begin to thank the Lord because he has had us this morning and he will restore us to himself again in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for restoration. Be glorified forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I am praying for someone listening this morning, for that person crying out for a deeper walk with you. Lord, I ask that from today, Lord, they will enjoy uh, this walk with you. They will enjoy your presence. They will hear your voice clearly. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, bless us and cause us, Lord, to flourish in your presence. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.